The Change Officer Podcast's Future of Financial Services series is brought to you by Holly Wally, the world's first wallet-as-a-service platform. Stay tuned to find out how Holly Wally can help you build your mobile wallet to increase revenue and reduce time to market. What would you say is the most scarce and valuable resource we have as humans today? Time. Administrative financial stuff, transactions. Logging into your bank account, sending a bank transfer, following up with a customer as a business for delayed payments, asking for confirmation of payment. All of these things end up using 100 billion minutes per year, which is 70 million days per year, which is the equivalent of building Burj Khalifa 50,000 times. We essentially built Mamo to save businesses and consumers time and so that they can focus on more important things in their lives. Start a business, invest in themselves, just basically become more developed, smarter, better and more productive members of society. Welcome to the Change Officer Podcast's Future of Financial Services series. In this series, we are deep diving into some of the hottest and most pivotal topics in the financial services industry right now, including personalization in financial services, embedded finance, and the mobile payment revolution. Join us as we seek the answers to critical questions such as what does the future hold for the financial services sector and where should we look for the next big disruptive idea. Hey everyone, welcome to the Change Officer podcast Future of Financial Services series where we try to get the answer on a simple question. What the future holds for this vibrant sector? If this is your first time joining us, my name is Vogus Letarov and I host the show. In this episode, I'm joined by Imad, who is the co-founder and CEO of Mamo, the UAE's most loved money app. Before working on Mamo, Imad spent eight years with Google, but then decided it's time for him to go further on his own. In today's discussion, Imad and I dived into the factors contributing to the MENA region still having a largely cash-based economy, as well as the hidden costs of operating this way. Thereafter, we explored how MAMO is empowering individuals and businesses to effortlessly access their money and Imad's take on where the greatest opportunities lie in the financial services industry. To get further insider perspectives on the future of the financial services space, follow the change officer on your favorite social media platforms. The links are in the show notes of this episode. Okay, let's get into it. Welcome to the change officer, Imad. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Um, Definitely, I'm immediately booking you for our main track. But this time we have 15 minutes and I want to deep dive into some topics when it comes to financial services. Um, as a co-founder and CEO of MamoPay, you've been involved um, in this industry uh, hands-on for a couple of years now. And the amount of insights that we can get from you is, is, is amazing. And I want to I wanna deep dive. Uh, primary topic that I would like to address is um, the fact that we are currently operating in the uh, market that is primarily cash-driven and um, access to financial services especially for micro, uh, small and medium-sized businesses, um, which take a big portion of the, uh, of the overall market, is very limited. And this is not only a case of this market, it's also a case of other emerging markets, uh, which is a massive opportunity that you recognized. Um, but I want to understand from you, what have you learned about this whole area since you walked in, since you noticed the, the issue? 
why is this a problem um, and uh, why is it so difficult to, to be solved? Yeah, this is a great question. And I think before we go into the, the challenges that we've seen uh, and the ones that we're solving, firstly, in the past two, three years here in the UAE specifically, um, a lot of great progress has happened, both for SMEs and individuals. Uh, part of it catalyzed by COVID, yes, uh, but a lot of it has been driven by um, uh, policy uh, and intentional change happening in the country. So that's, that's I would say, we're first of all, we're very lucky uh, to be in MENA in a market like this, um, and we're always looking forward to what's, what's coming next. Now, as far as challenges goes um, for SMEs and for individuals, yes, it is a cash-based society. Um, for example, cash on delivery is still the biggest pain point uh, for SMEs in the region. You have over 70% of transactions um, happening through cash on delivery and cash still, which is, which is a bit crazy if you think about it. You have incredible uh, mobile penetration in the country. You have amazing credit card penetration. Why is it that we're still uh, in a cash-based economy? Um, a lot of times what we've discovered uh, talking to businesses, our customers, is that they're comfortable and familiar with cash. It's, it's just a de facto way of, of doing business. But what, what people don't realize is that there is a cost to cash on delivery. We ran an interesting study internally uh, recently where on average, every uh, delivery that is cash on delivery based costs you 15 dirhams for the first attempt. 15 dirhams, which translates into three or four or five dollars. Three, four, five dollars. And if you look at your average order value, let's say it's 300 uh, dirhams, that's immediately 5% transaction Which fee, is massive. Which is and, insane. And invisible in most of the cases. Invisible, accepted, familiar, you know, that's how I do business. That That's pretty much uh, out there. And that's for the first attempt. What makes that cost? So the combina- it comes from a combination of um, drivers that have to go to the customer's home to deliver uh, fuel for their motorcycles, insurance, visa costs, salaries, all of this adds up. Operational costs. Operational costs are all, are all invisible. And that comes up to 5% transaction fee, while merchants, when, when they talk about you know, uh, digital and p- payment gateways and whatnot, they're negotiating around 2-3% while they're paying 5% on cash. on Sure. And, and other, not even calling them sophisticated financial services, but access to financial services other than having a bank account is very limited, correct? It's extremely limited, but even having a bank account, I mean, everybody, everybody knows here, it takes around, you know, three months to open a bank account here. Uh, and primarily the reason for that is that banks want to go after larger enterprises. Um, if they were to invest time and effort and resources on opening accounts and onboarding SMEs, it doesn't add up for them. So it becomes a very slow process to open a bank account. Um, on top of that, try applying for loans or credit as an SME. Which is an essential part to doing business and growing your business, right? It's it's not just essential, but if you're talking about credit and lending, this is where we should be doing credit and lending to improve uh, GDP and improve productivity. But instead, what we see is a lot of focus on consumer uh, consumer debt for consumerism, which is, in our opinion, not the best way to uh, manage debt. And this is the case with UAE in particular, but then also going wider to the whole MENA region, Middle East and North Africa, but also probably something that you notice by doing research across the globe. Yes. So, good. Um, problem established. MamoPay. Yes. Um, you decided to start MamoPay uh, two and a half, three years ago. What was the initial premise? 
So when we first started, uh, actually, let me ask you, what, what, what would you say is the most um, scarce and valuable resource we have as humans today? Time. Amazing. So <laughs> time. We, we didn't prepare for this. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. So our goal is to save people time so that they can use that time to do other things, start a business, invest in themselves, um, just basically become more developed, smarter, better, and more productive members of society, right? Uh, we ran the numbers internally again. And um, in MENA, which is, has a population around 580 million, um, 100 billion minutes per year are wasted on administrative financial stuff, transactions, logging into your bank account, sending a bank transfer, following up with a customer as a business for delayed payments, asking for confirmation of payment, all of these things end up using 100 billion minutes per year, which is 70 million days per year, which is the equivalent of building Burj Khalifa 50,000 times. Wow. Okay. So that's what we're solving for. Uh, and we essentially built MAMO to save businesses and consumers time and so that they can focus on more important things in their lives. What MAMO is today is we have a B2C product uh, called MAMO Pay. You can download it on the Play Store or the App Store today. It allows you to send money between um, between your peers, so friends and family. And it allows you, as of last week, to pay your utility bills. And coming soon, we'll be launching the MAMO card, which allows you to spend your MAMO balances uh, offline at merchants and whatnot. Uh, at the same time, we noticed a very serious problem for SMEs, as we've been talking about. Um, started during COVID, where they needed the uh, ability to accept payments digitally through payment links. So we've built out that product, and that product today has things like recurring payments, invoicing, uh, dashboards, so you can analyze and track your payments. And the goal is to have these two products um, eventually uh, merge so that we can connect the SME community with the um, you know peer-to-peer or individual consumer community. Sure. Good. Mm, launching a business of this kind in the emerging market that is facing so many different challenges, uh, primarily driven by maturity, infrastructure regulations what kind of challenges did you face starting a business of this kind that you need to overcome in order to even have a chance to solve the problem yeah so i've i've talked about this in the past before so i'll I'll try to give you the 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 stuff that uh, hasn't been mentioned already but regulation infrastructure partnerships are definitely challenges for setting up a fintech uh, in the region but more more kind of a second layer to setting up a business that's challenging is um, team. Finding a team, finding a great team and acquiring and um, uh, attracting talent. Uh, That's very difficult uh, because when you're starting fresh, you don't have a reputation, you don't have brand equity. So it becomes critical for you to have a very powerful story and vision uh, in order to attract the right team. And not attracting the right team is essentially a recipe for disaster if you're doing a startup. So uh, I would say uh, team uh, team building, number one. Um, my advice to anyone is to make sure we you invest in HR sooner rather than later. Uh, it's going to pay off uh, tremendously, as we've seen at MAMO. Um, other challenges um, include, well, especially in the fintech space, um, earning user trust. Uh, we take it for granted that, hey, I'm going to build a fintech product. We build it, they will come. That's not necessarily true. You have to... You have to make sure your brand is strong enough and your story is strong enough and your assurances are strong enough that people are going to trust you with their money. 
It's a very personal, very sensitive, very important topic for people, right? And how we've done that is we've we focused a lot on um, the strength of our tech, the strength of our security, and of course, uh, going and getting a regulatory license from day one. Um, so those two areas, I would say, are the most challenging for now. Hey, everyone. Sorry for jumping in. We'll be back with the rest of the conversation shortly, but I wanted to take a moment to thank the sponsor of our show, Holly Wally. Within the next two years, 4 billion people will be using digital wallets and the global mobile payments market size is expected to hit US $5.5 billion by 2024. It's more important than ever for financial service providers to offer a digital wallet service to their customers. Enter HollyWally, the world's first wallet-as-a-service platform that allows any financial service provider to build their own digital wallet as efficiently and cost-effectively as possible. Whether you're a fintech, retailer, banking institution, or insurance carrier, HollyWally has all the elements you need to build your own company's ideal digital wallet in a matter of minutes and manage it on an ongoing basis. To find out how HollyWally can increase your customer engagement and revenue or to register for a demo, visit hollywally.com. The link can be found in the show notes of this episode. And now, enjoy the rest of this conversation. You mentioned something interesting now and, and, and before when we were warming up customers. And the customers are the ones who decide about your business. Um, learning about your customer is something that you need to start doing as early as possible, even before you uh, actually start a business, ideally. What have you learned about customers uh, and businesses um, in these markets so far, especially about their fears, about their needs? Um, as I would like to point the conversation and put the spotlight on the things that everyone should be focusing on when thinking about the problems that need to be solved. So firstly, our customers are, I would say, the most amazing ones because they're extremely vocal with the feedback they give us. So we get like, I don't know, 10, 12 pieces of feedback every day from customers. And that all makes its way into our product. That's why we're able to move pretty fast. Um, I could sit here and tell you things like what features they want and what things like that. But that's that's a little bit at the superficial level. I think what's more important is that you go you know, one level deeper, which is, what are the five core human drives and what are the needs and fears of customers as they relate to those drives? For example, um, the need to acquire, the need to bond, the need to feel, the need to defend. And um, there's one, one, one more that I'm forgetting right now. But if you look at the need to acquire, what, what, do, what do our business customers want? They want to acquire customers on their own. They want to acquire wealth and establish a very profitable and sustainable business. Um, they have the need to defend. Defend what? Every conversation we have with customers revolves around transaction fees. Everyone wants lower fees so that they can feel that they're defending their revenue, their, their margins and their profits. Um, the need to feel. Every one of our customers is very, very vocal when their customer gives them great feedback about um, the products we've built and, and given to them. And they, they feel v- very good when their teams and their businesses um, are successful. Um, otherwise, the need to learn. Um, if, you're, if you're an expert in your space, you know, you're, you're in the podcasting space, you, you, feel, you feel a sense of accomplishment by being the guru in that space, the leading authority in that space, etc. Our customers also want that feeling. 
They want to make the best decisions for their businesses, the best payment tools, the best HR tools, the best uh, customer acquisition strategies. So all of these needs come up, but they don't come up in the initial conversation. You have to go ask why five times and get to the bottom of it. And of course, as a result, you end up with many, many feature requests that come out of those five specific human needs. Yeah, I think that this this was actually an amazing uh, indirect answer to the question that I've asked, although I was hoping to get uh, an actual fears and needs, you explain the method of how you're going to land with with the answer, which is which is extremely valuable. Um, all right, I think that we did manage to establish the the, the ground for sort of a signature uh, topic and the question being raised um, in the change officer series is across all of them. Um, assuming that these basic um, problems are solved, cash uh, is sort of limited to a very small number of use cases, access to financial services, at least the basic ones for micro and small businesses um, is present. Where do you see the biggest opportunity in the future um, that you think it's worth tackling or or working towards in, 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 in financial services sector? Um, so assuming that's done, which is big... <laughs> A big job, uh, but assuming seamless payments are are working, um, cash is minimal uh, where necessary. Um, I think the next step is going to again tying back to the first thing we talked about. The next step is going to be tied with financial well being, financial independence, and boosting productivity of the society as a whole. And I think where that will eventually lead to is things like financial education services, um, investment services. But more importantly, uh, lending done uh, responsibly. Um, I think SME lending is going to be huge. Maybe peer-to-peer lending is going to take off and and, and be quite big. Um, But it's really important that we, as a a society, work very intentionally towards minimizing consumer debt and instead shifting it towards SME lending so that businesses can flourish because they make the backbone um, of economies today. Imad, thank you for taking the time to join me in the Change Officer. My pleasure. Thank you. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this quick session with Imad. Uh, For me, it was super valuable and insightful. Stay tuned. There is another great session coming out very soon. Take care.